You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it is amazing to see you here where you are challenged to examine your beliefs, question your predisposed notions, and consider realities you may have been unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, along with my co-host India Jackson, here to get the dialogue going. So we've talked about a few things lately and we figured India and I wanted to show you a little bit about what does it look like to work with us? We have our individual businesses, but we do a lot of work together. And so in Pause on the Play, we do two-to-one coaching, and we wanted to kind of let you behind the curtain a little bit. What does that look like? What does that mean? Why do we do this together? What it is that makes us who we are individually and how that comes together when we combine and do this for our clients. So we talked about it before, but I know sometimes like people tell you a lot and we felt like it was important to actually let you in and let you know exactly what that looked like, the why with it, which we always ask of you. So we felt like that was important. And so that when you hear us say our two to one coaching and pause on the play, you knew exactly what that meant. So I want you to come on in, have a seat, take a listen, tell us what you think. So India, we've been talking about myths and mistakes and all types of stuff that happens when you're a business owner. And we've talked about the two to one services we do, but I think that maybe it's time to talk a little bit about what does it actually look like to work with us? Kind of like pulling back the curtain a little tiny bit. I'm game to go into that. All right. So I think people are in a place of starting a business or rebranding their business, just genuinely at a place of like, there's things I want to do, things I want to make happen. And just like an athlete, I need a coach. I need support. I need help. And so when people decide that they want to kind of actually reach out and find some of that I think for some people the default is to just literally think I need a coach but we're not both coaches um I feel like the word coach is overused so much to where 
from the outside looking in, if we were not friends and haven't gone down the journey of you like officially taking on the title of being a coach and getting certified, I wouldn't even know what the hell a coach is. Cause in my <laughs> mind, it would default to like a personal trainer. <laughs> so yeah. I would love for you to explain to people, what does it mean to be a coach? Because it is not the same as being a consultant. And I feel like, um, even with us being friends, I'm not sure of the specifics of how I would describe that. So with a coach, and I'm going to preface it a little bit with the fact that the way that I tend to practice the way that I coach is what a lot of um, people, like when I was doing my um, actual courses and things like that, it's kind of uh, categorized as blended coaching which is why I use coach and consultant in my actual title because coaching at its core, nobody is telling you anything. There is no, I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm going to direct you. I'm going to use the prior knowledge that I have received and acquired and kind of directing you. That's not what it's for. Coaching is literally me asking questions for you to reflect and to land upon the things that you already know it's just getting you to have awareness of them. I am here to get you to dig through what you already have access to for yourself. If I am being a just strictly coaching based on pure, P-U-R-E coaching, um, I'm not telling you anything. I am, again, just asking questions, guiding, and challenging you to kind of dig deeper, which is why I like blended coaching which is the coaching and consulting I do because I am able to bring my knowledge base. I can give you direct statements and really give you my feedback or the things that I'm picking up that can support you. But yet I definitely use the coaching side of it because I don't want to just work with someone and say, Hey, that's a terrible idea. I literally want to say, well, what do you think about that? Why do you think that? Like, I want you to come to your own conclusions because they land very differently. I mean, think of a teenager. You have a person that's like, hey, if you drive your car like that, you're going to crash it. And you're like, I'm good. And you crash your car one day. Oh, I have, I should have listened. <laughs> I have learned. It is very different to <laughs> receive knowledge through your own um, awareness or through your own experiences versus simply being told. So that is the perspective that I love to bring to the coaching and consulting that I do. Where for you, India, yours is coming strictly from the consultant side. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I guess to give you guys a little bit of insight onto the coaching, like she's saying just questions, but these aren't just any old questions. Like they're very thought provoking questions that really make you dive deeper and be like, damn, I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. Shit. I didn't realize that I do think that I need to work on this. <laughs> yes. I'm saying from experience, but <laughs> <laughs> open-ended things that you're like, huh? And honestly, that is the best compliment that anybody can ever give me. If I ask you a question and you're like, huh, and you get silent for like 20 seconds, boom, I hit something. Yes, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. So consulting <laughs> at its core, without any coaching associated, I am, listeners out there, I am not a coach. 
<laughs> I've learned some coach-like things, but I'm a consultant. <laughs> but consulting is really going on knowledge base, experience. It really is more from a standpoint of here's what to do, here's how to do it. Now I do that a little bit differently than many consultants. Many consultants come in and they're like, hey, here's how we do strategy or here's how we do plans or here's our formula and this is what you should do. I actually take the time to get to know the clients and their stories a little bit more before I ever make any suggestions because I think that, that is important is that you want everything to be customized to you and feel true to you. But consulting really is going back on that core of I'm giving you tangible how to's like, I don't know how to post this to Instagram. Well, let me show you how I don't know what hashtags to use. Well, based on what you said, here's the hashtags that'll get you visible. Like it's a very different place than coaching because I, I think that there's a place for both and they're both important. Um, <laughs> and with certain things, if you don't know how to do it, you just don't know how to do it. And that's where, for me, I like the blended coaching side because I can ask you questions all day long, but there are definitely things where when people work with us, they're literally like, I don't know. And so I have to give some directives in order to then give the person space to say, okay, let me think about this in a different way. So I like being able to combine the two, but there's definitely a difference uh, between them, but I think that they work extremely powerfully and, and very well and effectively together. Yeah, which brings me to like, why a little bit about like how you're different than me in a sense that it's beyond just what we do, but also like our life experiences, our educational experiences and our backgrounds are totally different as well. We have some overlap and we'll go into that too. But for me, I come from a background of having a degree in art and design. Um, I would say almost 75% of my program was photographic imaging and graphic design specifically. So lighting, Photoshop, conceptualizing image, um, going through color theory, learning how to develop images the old school way in the dark room, mm -hmm. um, digital development. So a lot of my background is like very how-to but also from the fact that I came from an art and design program that had an MFA program as well, it covered some of like the artistic pieces of it. So it wasn't just tangible, here's how to light a headshot, the way that everybody else lights a headshot, but it gave you a way to have a framework of making things your own and being artistic. Um, experience wise for you is like, totally different as far as your credentials in that realm. It is. And you actually used, used the word that really stood out to me and that was framework. And so to, to go back and give you the context on why framework stands out to me, I have been a licensed cosmetologist, which is uh, hair, makeup, skin, beauty, essentially. Um, and I'm not just licensed. I'm a senior cosmetologist. I've been an instructor. I've been in the beauty industry for over 20 years. During that time, I built a beauty brand, which is Silver Immersion that we talked about in the last episode. And I actually built my business right before the recession happened. So I built a thriving business when the economy went to absolute shit. And Lord, over I remember that. 
Yep. <laughs> and over 10 years later, I still have this business. And I also currently have Erica Corday. But what happened was, in the midst of all the different iterations of being a business owner, one of the biggest things, actually cornerstone of everything that I did, was customer service, how I interacted with people, how I supported them, the questions that I asked them, how I listened to them, hearing what people say as well as what they don't say, and being able to combine that with the lessons that I personally learned building a business at a time when I didn't have the same level of access with social media that, that you have now to support you when people have these online businesses, that was not a thing. I built a business and I had to build my business brick by brick, actually working with people, actually talking with people, doing what we call styled shoots in the industry, referral by referral. So I had to build a face-to-face -face business and then grew it to where I had other people that worked with me and it became an entire brand that also includes a brick and mortar salon where people come in and get cuts and color and everything else. So I expanded it. But all of the things with building a business that went along with how I serviced clientele, how I built my own clientele without ever advertising. I've never advertised my salon, not once. And everything is word of mouth and referral based. And having that go along with the fact that I, as a black woman that has a husband that is white and children that are mixed biracial, choose your term, they are half black and half white. All of these things, go into my personal ethics, diversity, equity, inclusion, individuality, all of these things and how I support people and what's ma what matters to me, this all goes into the coaching side. So that's why for me, it's so important to do what I do from a lens of, I want to support you, but I also want to give you all of the things that I have learned over my 21 plus years of experience in working with all types of individuals in multiple different formats and being able to have people that couldn't imagine not having me there to support them for over 10 years of their lives and more for some. Yeah. And I think that it's important to note, like that might be one of the areas that we have in common is we started our businesses around the same time. Um, we actually met each other like very, Thank God for me very early in the journey because <laughs> I had some bad beauty business service providers prior. Um, we ain't going to talk about it. But anyway. <laughs> facts. Um, facts is like you met me when I was on my educational journey and just starting my business. Um, I've since long graduated. This was like about 11 years ago. Um, and we both have that in common of knowing what it looks like to build a business that isn't just on the internet because newsflash, I don't think that this online business thing that people have had for so long is going to be a thing in the future. And so I, I say one of the synergies that we have is the experience of building something in the middle of a recession, getting through a recession, still standing, um, learning what it looked like to partner with other businesses. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want that to be lost. We've partnered with each other from like a very early stage of Silver Immersion being my service provider because I realized I couldn't run my business well trying to do the hair, trying to do the makeup. I suck at doing hair anyway. We ain't going to go into that either. But, <laughs> but it's important. People don't do this on their own. And if you don't you find can't. people that you trust and that you have these like values and 
these similar ways and how you want to support and be of service to clients, you don't do this alone. And you can go much further if you find your people. Yeah. And you, you collaborate, you work together. I think one of the things that stands out to me too is like collaboration was important to both of us from the beginning, but also like our experiences. Um, we had some overlap with that. So we were starting the business around the same time. It was very face to face. Um, I would say I probably got into the online world a little bit earlier than you, Erica, um, just because I had been in it as a model. Um, But being able to leverage the online space that I had and then having to bring that back in person, because rewind you back to 10 years ago, 11 years ago, we weren't doing marketing as much. We were mostly doing photography and then guiding people through their brands, free 99 through being brain picked. Um, I was going to say, you have been doing this. For a long time. (laughs) However, claiming it and bringing that into Flaunt Your Fire has been very different. But let's not make any mistake about this. You have been marketing for years. Many, many years. Most of it was marketing via brain picking, but (laughs) that's another episode. True that, but yes. Um, But just going back into like, I think that we have that synergy of realizing that for anybody that we're working with, we want them to get out there and meet people in their local network, meet people in different cities, and also leverage online. And I think that that's important for both. Um, I also think that we have the synergy and both of us built our businesses around strong values. For me, it was about providing a safe space for women to feel like they didn't have to deal with the sexual harassment. Um, they didn't have to feel like they were dealing with somebody else putting the idea of what their image should be on them instead of them deciding for themselves. Um, Erica, for you, it was very much based in diversity, equity, inclusion. I remember the thing that stood out to me the most was that you had trained your staff in a way where it didn't matter if I had a white woman showing up or a Latina woman. She could do any client I had in front of them, and they also knew how to do men and shape up their beards and everything else. And I was like, wow, I can come to one place. Every single person can touch every single client. Um, So just going back to the coaching and consulting thing of like, where we're similar, but where we're different. We both um, worked for a luxury beauty brand. Mm-hmm. Me more so as like the regional, like trainer, educator, and um, selling specialist. Your brand partnering with them to be providing services on the makeup side, but then also um, bringing people in for manicures and making them feel great about themselves. And this is like a huge household name brand. Um, so getting to see what that looked like in the retail realm, what does it look like to now partner with brands in a non-traditional way that you've just never seen done, but turns into being a lucrative um, experience for both this huge brand and also us that they're partnering with and supporting the clients so the clients are walking away feeling like they are like the next Beyonce. <laughs> We literally were making people feel like celebrities. Um, Mm -hmm. And and so I think that all of those things go into say that like, Erica, you're not just a certified coach and I don't just have this degree. Like you're looking at combined about 30 years worth of experience. That's Mm -hmm. crazy to say. (laughs) Yep both online and person with big brands, with small brands, with people who just decided today, I want to leave my job and I have no idea what business I want to start, but let's figure it out. Like we've covered the whole gamut. 
And that's why it made perfect sense when we decided to combine the services in our newer brands together with Erica Corday and Flaunt Your Fire because we found that we were working with clients individually and there were these awesome ways that we could simplify the process for them and support them in an even more cohesive way by actually combining our, our collective experience and knowledge into a two-to-one service so that everything has that continuity. Things are very cohesive, things make sense, and it makes it easier on the, on the client because you're not trying to convey to somebody else what another service provider said, and I don't know how to do this, and well, maybe that's not exactly what they said, but that's what I heard, and yeah, we take all <laughs> of that stuff out because that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a huge thing because um, I just remember back like uh, 11 years ago, 10 years ago, figuring out what it means to run a business, um, watching you go into transitioning from what it means to have a business that's my own, like a one woman show with maybe a office manager to like a whole team that mm -hmm. I have to lead. And there was no blueprint for us. Honestly, it was a lot, a whole lot of trial and error. Mm hmm preferably more trial than error, but <laughs> like we learned the hard way. We didn't have business mentors that we were chatting with. Like we don't come from parents who own businesses. We don't have siblings that own businesses. So it was literally like figuring it out. And um, I just found that like, I personally found myself Frankensteining my business. Yes, because when you don't have any type of blueprint or someone to look to you to say, this is what I saw you do. These are some of the lessons that I know that you learned. You know, can I ask you for support? Or what do you think? There was, there was no one else that we were picking up information mm -hmm. from to be able to say, I can see how I can do this in a way that works best for me based on the example that was set. There was no example. We had to just figure it out. And there's a certain amount of you know, tenacity and resilience that has to come with it. But we've also realized that we don't want to have to watch other people go through that either. Yeah. Like if, if I could have had the resources that we're providing for other people and working together like 10, 11 years ago, like you might not know me right now because mm -hmm. I'd be full blown. Y'all say status can't tell me nothing, but anyway, yes, ma'am. I feel like, um, it's, it's crazy to see how, like, even from a early standpoint, like you would find a tool, like a resource. Uh, I don't even remember one of the first ones you put my way, but you put so many tools my way. And then I would go find like a, a strategy and then we'd come together and be like, oh, well, how can we make this our own? Because we had seen how like other beauty businesses were doing makeup tutorials and like, oh, that feels gross. That, that's oh. not for us. And that's not to take that away from anybody else, but that was not right for Silver Immersion. And then on my side, they were saying, oh, we'll give lighting and photo tutorials. And I'm like, but my clients don't want to be trained on how to do this. They want us to do this. They care more about feeling confident. So I think that like when you're looking outside for these things, I wish that like the importance of having a coach, the importance of having consultants that are getting you to look inside is so grandiose because you don't want to be like anybody else. The people that we've attracted want, they're different and they're leading with values. They're leading with something that is important to them and an impact they want to make. Like you can't do that 
from the outside. You can't do that copying and pasting somebody else's messaging. It just doesn't work. It doesn't. And I want to point out something that came up that I didn't even think about, but we both have spent so much time over the years bucking against people that were like, oh, well, again, insert lighting course here, insert, you know, hair, how-to tutorials here. And we've always been like, no, I don't want to do any of those things. It's not what I do. I am different. And us kind of getting the, well, of course, everyone thinks they're different, but just do what everybody <laughs> else is doing. Yes, I literally had somebody say it. We had a we had a company that we were paying say that to us. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. And so what stands out to me is just, we always felt like there wasn't a place where you could get your a clear plan, number one, and also clear on the inside. And I think that that's, they go hand in hand mm -hmm. of what your next best step is for you that feels good and feels true to you, but isn't feeling so good that it keeps you in a place of comfort and stagnation either. Cause there's a difference there. Agreed. And it's just incredible to like, think back on some of the experiences we had. I'm like, Oh, I wish that there were like Erica in India and a positive like 10 years ago. Cause mm -hmm. <laughs> life would have been a little bit different. Cause, cause you spend all this time doing stuff. It's disjointed and it's always in somebody else's image. And we do none of that. And it feels so good to be able to say, this is what you want to create. Let's make sure that we know why you want to create it, who you're creating it for, how we can support you in actually making this a tangible thing and not just these airy fairy feelings that we talk through. What does this look like? What does this actually look like in action? How is this something that you can do? What is, how is this something you can say? What does this look like in an image? How does this show up in a caption? What words are you using? And us working together means that you don't have to go through and say, I'm going to go get these photos done, but I have absolutely no idea what photos I'm getting done or why I'm doing it. I'm going to write all these captions, but I don't know who I'm writing for, what tone I'm using, and what type of language that I'm using. We are going in to figure out what is the thing behind the thing that you're trying to do so that it all makes sense. It's cohesive. It makes sense from a time standpoint because you want to do your business today and we got it. We understand that. But we know what these things look like, how they can fit together, and how you can build momentum from a cohesive, intentional, and informed place that keeps you growing. Yeah, and I think that it's important. One of the things that you said that stood out to me is starting with why um, and also I think it's starting with the end in mind. If you know in 10 years that you want a certain amount of revenue, if you know in 10 years that you want a certain level of impact, or you want to be in front of certain people, like all of those things play into what you're doing. Um, if you're going straight for like the meat and potatoes of let's just get this stuff done, like, is it serving your goals? Because there's two parts to that. And I think both are important. I don't want that to be lost is you do want to have the impact on the world that you want to see. You do want to get in front of the people that are your people, but you also need this business to be sustainable and actually pay some bills or you're going to go out of business and not be able to have the space to impact anybody. Um, and so that's one of the things that I feel like is sometimes missing when you look at traditional marketing strategy, when you look at traditional coaching is, is, this is just my opinion, but 
I don't think that it's always looked at a way that is keeping like the goals in mind and the end in mind. It can very easily become very segmented and focused on that one thing. But I also want to say that I think part of that is what happens when you do these one-off sessions with people. Mm -hmm. When you go in and you decide, yeah, I'm going to have somebody help me with my branding for 45 minutes and you're going to let me off into the wild by myself. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to work. Like Beyonce wasn't built in a day. No. And <laughs> so when you go through like, okay, I'll use Rihanna for an example. You have someone now that has not only built a music career, someone that has beauty brands, clothing brands. She has built an entire, an entire name, an empire around her brand, around her name that wasn't done overnight. And it wasn't done by her talking to somebody for 45 minutes and going off left to her own devices. That's not how things work. Yeah. And I think that, um, she's a great example because had she done, well, we know a little bit more about the, the makeup of her brand Mm -hmm. than most people do. Um, but had she done this one-off thing over here and then used this one-off thing over here and never had her strategy, her coach, her agents, her manager, and all of these people talking together, it would look a little bit more disjointed because one brand wouldn't feel like it's still part of the same umbrella that owns the other brand. And I think that that's important to note because when you have two service providers constantly talking to each other, constantly giving each other feedback and working with you together, you know that the things that have come up with your mindset, the things that have come up in your life story, the things that have come up in who you want to create an impact with are being considered in every marketing piece, in every branding piece, that it allows you to have a business that feels aligned and true to you. But also like from the outside in, if you start diversifying your income into tangible goods, but you're a service provider, if you start diversifying your income into online sales instead of just in person, because maybe traditionally you're a brick and mortar, that that business still feels like it's owned by the same people. And I think that there's something to be said as well. I don't want everyone to be like, oh, so I got to work with somebody forever. It's not necessarily what that means. We empower you from a place of you being able to make informed and well thought out and intentional decisions for your own business. However, those touch points are what makes the difference. It is not, I'm going to do it for you. It is not, you need me to make these decisions. But it is, as I am continuously evolving, I can see how this got me here. But I can also see how I don't want to try to get there by myself. Yeah. I think that's very important is that um, just innately, and we've been sometimes talked out of this, but we leave with so much value that we actually want people to be like self-sustaining and not feel like they're tethered to us. And while that might mean that we are sometimes selling ourselves out of a client at the end of a program, because they're like, I can go do all the things, you know, Mm -hmm. and only need to check in once in a while. um, That honestly feels empowering to me. Like I don't want somebody to feel like every time you need to update your website, you need me. Or in Erica's case, every time something comes up, I don't have the, the skills, the coping skills to deal with it. So I think that's important too, is finding service providers actually care about your long-term sustainability on your own instead of being tethered to them. Um, And I think a good part of like some of what we're looking like, what some of what that looks like, honestly, is 
that been back into like the pairing the things together. Um, a great example I can think of is when we started rolling through the rebrand of Silver Immersion, mm -hmm. we completely reevaluated re your content categories. Yep. So we were going through like line item by line item. What are you talking about and why? We know we don't want to talk about makeup tutorials. We know we don't want to do hair tutorials. That feels gross and not part of our brand. So what are we talking about? And you decided to do something that we had never seen any beauty brand do. And it was actually talking about your values talking about values, talking about love, the emotions around things, because I saw so many people equating the services down to a dollar sign. And I'm like, this is somebody doing something, and this is the getting married side of the business, that they're only going to do once, at least the first time. And so <laughs> therefore, <laughs> therefore, you know, they're in a place of choosing to do this in a, in a, you know, one of the more elaborate fashions with it. And they want it to be memorable. They are investing in their dress. They're investing in photographers. They're having friends and family there. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to invest all this money and we have yet to talk about love. What the hell are we doing? I mean, we've seen people literally go in debt over their wedding, like start their marriage out in debt. And like, where did we all think about the why behind spending this much money, number one? Right. But also, like, if you're spending that much money on service providers, are they making you feel good about who you are? And that's why, to me, it's so important to go into how you feel about things. That thing behind the thing. Again, how do you feel? Why do you feel that way? Why is it important? Why does it matter? I think that's so important. And for me, that showed up with, you know, guiding couples through. And now when it comes to Erica Corday, it's like, why are you starting this brand? Why are you making these shifts? Why does it matter? And then when that turns into written content, you know, visual content, how does this go to your website? Where do you choose to put yourself? Uh, you know, whether it's groups that you're joining, conferences that you go to, there's a, a whole set of like evaluations almost that I can assist you through deciding what feels good to you. And from there, you then make decisions that make sense for what you want to create for others. Yeah, I mean, I think that a beautiful example of that is almost any of our listeners that are, I hate to say it, but women, because it's just marketed on so much to think that we need to be a bride, have seen a bride on a magazine or have seen a bride online and it's typically like this white dress, pretty princess vibes, um, angelic makeup. And it's like, not everybody wants that. And no. so as we started looking at some of the things with silver immersion, one of the most impactful things that I saw change is as we started to address the values, we were like, Oh no, we don't want to look like every other hair and makeup company for weddings where that's a big part of the business because we don't want people to feel like they need to be a pretty princess. And so we started breaking down, like selecting pictures that have more contrast. It's something that most people aren't paying attention to, but is there more extremes between black and white or is it softer shades? Getting away from picking things that have pastels because that still goes back into the pretty princess stereotype. Trying to find images from the photographers, which unfortunately like with weddings, you don't have much control over the outcome on the creative direction of it. But just trying to pick pictures that had more pops of color, more vibrancy, more saturation, picking images that were for how they feel emotionally, 
you know, mm-hmm. instead of just does the hair and makeup look on point? Of course it does. But <laughs> we picking it to show like how it feels to be a bride with this business or to be a client with this business if you don't identify as being a bride. And that's why it was important for that to also be a part of the content. Because if I knew on a visceral level that supporting same-sex couples and same-sex unions was an important part of what I was building before marriage equality became like an actual thing and before it was legal, I knew that I had to bring that to what I was saying. I had to talk about it. I had to showcase it. And I think I've talked about it before. I had to make sure that I brought it to my written and verbal content because I have had multiple couples that are like, yeah, we love what you did, but we can't give you the photos because our jobs don't know that we're together or we're not sharing it with everyone yet because we don't really want everyone to know yet because everyone isn't okay with it. And so for me, it was more important that I can't always show it. So I had to at least talk about it. And that's a good example of what it can look like. You know, what do you do if you can't always showcase your clients? What do you do if you can't always show what the results look like? Yeah, that's a huge one, especially for a lot of coaches. Um, And I'll also say like, for those of you out there that are building a new business or or rebranding your current business, it's important to know like, it's possible to do this from a place of intention. And when you do it from a place of being intentional, um, when you do it from a place of looking to attract and manifest more of what you want and less of what you don't want, um, there's a lot of things that can come up. So yes, having that marketing plan in place that will get you who you want and why you want them so you can serve them best is definitely a big part of what we do. But another huge part of it is addressing like when you have a visibility hangover. So if your previous brand didn't show up on Instagram stories or didn't do podcast interviews or didn't do lives, and now all of a sudden you're like part of your strategy is to get really visible and to really be out there. There's a lot of mindset pieces that can come into place that Erica does a beautiful job of helping our clients with, of the feelings that may come up of stage fright or fear or performance anxiety or not enough, or the feelings that can come in your body of like being a little bit nervous and reframing that to being excitement. There's so much that can come up in that place of, and then also having the support too on when things come up with friends or family or other colleagues, I hate to say it, but sometimes people can feel like you're taking time away from them as you step more into getting a bigger brand for yourself or jealousies can come up. Um, navigating, having people in your network that technically are your competitors and how can you still be supportive of them even when they may be in a fear-based state and be responding from a place of looking at you like your competition. I can't fuck with you because you won't take my customer. Correct. <laughs> you know? And that's a real big thing. <laughs> that's a huge one. Um, really defining like how do you respond to these types of situations? Uh, honestly, the, the beauty of getting your marketing on point and working is you get all of this attention, these new inquiries, um, you get in front of new colleagues, potential people who may do the same thing that you do, but also the other side of that is like, what do you do now? How do you navigate the psychological standpoint from that? How do you process these things? Um, What are your standard ways of kind of anchoring yourself back? And I want to, also acknowledge the fact that I know that we have taken you through 
a long list of kind of what comes up when we work with clients and some of the different paths that it can go through. And we've let you know, again, what makes us different with me being a coaching consultant, with India being a consultant, what it looks like when it's combined. And I don't want it to seem like we didn't take you through this direct path. There's a reason for that. There is no direct path. No. Because everybody's <laughs> process and path and journey is different. They are all individualized. There may be some similarities here or there, but where you are, what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how you're doing it is not going to fully mirror anyone else's. So we do not have a formula because there is no such thing as a fucking formula. I agree 100%. I think that one of the things that has always stood out to me that you said from the beginning of this podcast is no preconceived notions. Yep. And that is so important for the listeners to hear because it's something that tethers us together in how we see things is for you. It's no preconceived notions. And for me, it's that there's no one size fit all formula to how we do anything. And I think that those two messages are a little bit different, but they're very similar in a sense that we see each person as an individual and we tailor everything to who you are, where you're at and what you need. And there's no other you. Like, I think the beauty of that is honestly realizing for both of us, it comes from a place of really seeing each person as like a beautiful snowflake that is so different from the next. And that being a positive thing that you don't fit in some box and that you don't all have the same exact shape, size, age, or whatever it may be. Um, that I think that honestly society can try to put people on. Yes. And we are intentionally divergent just in the fact that we are like, I see what you're trying to do and I ain't with it. I ain't doing it. So we, <laughs> we purposefully do things completely differently, not simply just to buck whatever system there is that's set up, but because we can see how fully following this system, these formulas, it doesn't work. And it's not being of the best type of service to the people that we want to support. So we do it because we know how that worked with us, how we've seen other people around us thrive when they were able to break out of the constraints that they thought they had to subscribe to. And so we specifically look to serve you in the two to one services that we do for pause on the play to support you in the shifts in your business, the building of your new brand, the evolution of your personal brand, and just navigating through any of the changes, rebuilding or complete new building that you're doing in a way that is designed for you. And I'm also going to add to that, that it saves you money and time because what it looks like to go out and do a rebrand or start a business from scratch um, either way, I feel like rebrands are almost like starting a business from scratch Yes, <laughs> from, from being in the middle of that. But, um, I think what it can look like is when you do that without being intentional first, you spend more money because you now have to go back after you've gotten intentional and realized here's who I want to serve and why. Um, and you now have to go back and rewrite your mission statement. But if you paid a copywriter, you're paying them again. Mm -hmm. You have to go back and redo your photos to match the mission statement that your business called you up to believe in, that your business called you up to show up as. Um, because if those images don't match, the, your audience feels like your brand is disjointed. 
And that can affect the no like and trust factor. It's harder to trust something that doesn't feel aligned. Um, it can mean that you're having to recreate your logo. You're having to redo your website. You're having to invest all these different pieces that for a new business or a rebrand, you may have had to do anyway, but let's do it once. Like let's not have to do it and then do it again because it was wrong. Efficiency is, is important. And that's why we combined our services because we saw how it wasn't as efficient if they worked with us individually, because there just was not that connection of how these things overlap and what could be doing work twice. And we are not about that. Yeah, I think prior to working um, together in the way that we do, I had never seen, and I still have yet to see, um, a photography, branding company, website company, any of the above in our wheelhouse of marketing actually talk to and communicate with the business coach the life coach or the therapist of a client. Um, and I think when you don't have that, it's very hard as a service provider for me or my team to come in and say, when you don't know exactly what you want or why, well, here's what we think you should have, but we haven't been on the inside fly on the wall to those conversations of here's what's coming up for you. Um, and I also think it's, it's very challenging on your side, Erica, to really know like, all of the different nuances of what they're creating and to really be able to say before the money is spent, but does this really feel like it's you or are you doing this because somebody else told you you should and I, you should on purpose. <laughs> yes. Because there's a lot of shooting going on. Cause it's like, Oh, I should do this. I should do that. Well, this is what everyone should do. And I don't, I don't subscribe to that. Again, I don't think there's any formula. I don't think there's any one size fits all excuse me. And I think it's very easy for someone to think these are the things that I need to start a business or to rebrand. And it could very likely go against what the person that they're working with is actually telling them needs to happen. And so when essentially the client's kind of in the middle playing telephone, things can get lost. And so when you are allowed to have the conversations together combined. I think it makes a big difference and it allows for the communication to be very clear across the board. Everybody is aware of what's being said, why it was said, why this is suggested. You know, the client is, is saying, these are my thoughts. This is, you know, what I want or what I need, but you know, you're the expert, please tell me if I'm on the right track or not. And it's able to be something that isn't a game of telephone. Here's the, here's the can on two different <laughs> ends with the string in the middle. And there's a whole lot lost in translation. Yeah, we left telephone behind back in childhood. Yes, please. <laughs> so I'll go out on a limb and be the first to say that I have seen quicker, more rapid, more effective results. And I've seen them come from a place that actually feels like a wonderful new journey or a wonderful new chapter in a journey that already existed to the clients that we had together and our program together versus the clients that we are working with in the past that may have been separate. Um, we were working with the same person. And I think that there's a beauty about that of recognizing that you can get these results faster. You can get them in a way that feels good. You can get them um, in a place that really just elevates you with quick return on investment too. 
um, and keeps your sanity in place because mm-hmm. <laughs> one business year, I ain't gonna lie, feels like like five human years. Oh boy, I tell you <laughs> what, this, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, we, again, we are trying to save time and sanity wherever possible. All these brain cells need to stay in place and they need to be used judiciously <laughs> because it's a lot. So I think the big thing is really wanting to just kind of give you a little bit of insight into what it can look and feel like to work with India and I in our two-to-one coaching and consulting services, you know, what it is that we bring individually, how these things overlap, how we service clients, how we're supporting them, how we can see the ways to make this process easier, quicker, hopefully, and less stressful whenever possible for you and how we can really help you to feel as though everything is aligned in a way that makes this easier because reality is, is it's not, it's not easy running a business. It's not easy having a brand, but whenever possible you strive to make it easier. And that's what our two to one coaching and consulting services do. We show up here having real conversations to normalize the challenging things and make them a part of your normal exchanges, cross lines and recreate boundaries to support, not separate. This is how we remove stigma and create real change and connection. If you enjoyed this podcast, show us some love by subscribing, sharing with a friend or leaving us a review. Reviews are the fuel to keep the podcast engine going. Let's get more people dropping the veil and challenging their thoughts, feelings, and actions. We love being here and creating the bridge for you to walk over to become the change that you want to see. So join us next time. And until then, keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?